Welcome to the Pinch to Zoom podcast, the show where we zoom in on the latest tech news, products, and trends. I'm Stetson. I'm Gabe. And this is our third episode in our Best of Tech 2020 showdown, a series of bonus episodes where we will be doing a showdown of the best tech devices of 2020. This is a March Madness style bracket where we will be putting the best devices together head to head, picking the winner and moving that product on to the next round. At the end, we will crown one product, the champion of its corresponding division. And for the final episode in the series, we will be pitching the winning products against each other in an ultimate final showdown to determine the best tech product of 2020. In our previous two episodes, we had a fierce face-off in the mobile device category, as well as an epic battle in the camera and drones division. This week is our smart home showdown, and next week we will dive into our entertainment tech, so make sure you're subscribed to the Pinch to Zoom podcast on your service of choice so you don't miss the next SmackDown. With that said, let's get this showdown started. Welcome to the third episode of the 2020 Best of Tech Showdown presented by the Pinch to Zoom podcast. I'm Gabe. I'm Stetson. And in today's competition, we have a battle for smart home supremacy with the best smart assistants, lighting, security cameras, connected thermostats, and more going head to head in an IoT showdown, which will leave you saying, I can't take this much excitement. So without further ado, let's dim the lights. I, I said dim the lights. Thank you. And meet the contenders in today's smart home bracket. Starting off, we have Nest Audio, Echo, HomePod Mini, Sonos One, Nest Hub, Nest Hub Max, Echo Show 8, Echo Show 10, Nest Wi-Fi, Euro, Philips Hue, LifeX, Hue Plug, Amazon Smart Plug, Ring Video Doorbell 3, Nest Hello Video Doorbell, Nest Learning Thermostat, and Ecobee Smart Thermostat. And that's, that's it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's all the products. It's kind of a weird category, this whole division of it's, the it's smart home. It's if you were going to set up a home. So we have a little bit of everything. Thermostats, speakers. What else do we have? Yeah. Internet, routers. And we do want to apologize if, you know, we aren't including your favorite brand or, you know, we aren't including one category which you thought should be in here. Like, I mean, notably, we don't have any vacuums or... TVs kind of they kind of blend in here, but we save those for the next episode. Yeah, so it's it's really there's just so many things out there in the smart home area of tech that we had to pick and choose with devices that we were familiar with, and really the ones that we thought were the best. So, you know, add us on Twitter if you really think that we should have included something. But we're just gonna go ahead start off this showdown at the top with really the most important stuff, which are the smart home assistants. And of course, the most popular ones, the smart home speakers. So this is really the big battle right here. We keep front loading all of our battles with the two biggest ones at the top. But Nest Audio versus the new Echo uh, from Amazon, fourth gen Echo. And both going for $100. So well, I think the Echo you can actually find on sale for $80. It's a hundred. It's a $100 product. You can find it on sale. But let's just say they're both $100. They're both $99 technically. And yeah, both released this fall. So very similar timeline release schedule. None is really newer than the other. The big difference, obviously, Amazon, you have Alexa. And then on uh, the Nest Audio, you, of course, have the Google Assistant. Yeah, that is probably the biggest one. So 
Uh, how do you want to start off here? Maybe we should talk about attributes of a home speaker and a smart assistant. So for the speaker side, you need to look at audio quality, like what kind of sound is coming out of these devices. And then from the assistant side, you kind of uh, need to question maybe what services you use in conjunction with the assistant uh, for music playback, video playback, things like that, as well as what types of questions you're asking it and how the assistant is getting its information. Yes. So I guess for my research and use, I personally actually think the Echo device wins in the audio department, but I think what Google is showing here with their device is you can get decent audio with a really, really polished smart home assistant. The Google Assistant is probably uh, one of the best assistants out there. I'd say it is the best, yeah. Yeah, I'd say down. if you have to rank them, all right, we're, you know, we're gonna, we cover this, we're gonna recover this anyways, but just assistants, it's Google, Alexa, and then probably Siri. I don't know about Cortana or Bixby. Bixby, yeah, whatever. they're in their own little group yeah, over there. they don't make this cut, but. But yeah, Google's basically able to aggregate a ton of information from being a search engine and just getting the snippets at the top of the search results. So if you were to, you know, search something on Google, uh, you typically find a snippet of, you know, a short answer from a website. Google Assistant can actually pull on those, which provides really great answers for uh, your common questions that you ask the assistant. And the Google Assistant is also conversational. So you can initiate a conversation. I was testing this earlier, asking about my friend Tom Brady, said, you know, how tall is he? Google Assistant answers. And without triggering the assistant again, I can say, how old is he? And the assistant will continue that conversation. So, uh, yeah, this, have- this does lead to sometimes though, where we've been having a conversation and it doesn't quite work where, cause it will keep listening. Oh yeah. And it, it, it gets like a paragraph of text and doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. So it, it, it is a really awesome feature sometimes, but it also can lead to issues. I would say if it was just the assistant alone that we were deciding on, I would give it to Google hands down. Like it's not really a competition. But I think the Echo here wins because of the better sound quality. I, I do think it overall has a better sound quality. I, it doesn't, I, personally, I don't know. I'm a better, I'm a bigger fan possibly of the Nest Audio's looks, which is important because you are placing these around your house. But I think it's such a close thing there that I think the Echo, you know, it's a tie. And then I think also the fact that you're really buying into an ecosystem when you buy one of these. So I think the fact that Amazon has so many more Echo devices that are Alexa enabled that i mean we literally have a smart thermostat later on that has alexa enabled so i think well i feel like almost as true like you can find an equal amount of alexa and google assistant enabled devices but i mean i mean amazon literally sells like the flex which is this little smart plug that plugs into the wall and is alexa enabled like and that's 19 bucks or sells for nine dollars usually you can get the you know similar wi-fi enabled smart devices that are also google assistant compatible but not with the speaker in them that say okay yeah that's true right like there's so many more ways that you can put a little you know in your car even with the uh, well, I guess that's mainly because they don't have their own Android audio auto type thing. Yeah, yeah. But I I, I, it's a very close thing. I think, though, the Echo is going to go on. Google, I, I mean, Google I, made huge strides, though. Remember, and this is also really their first uh, $100 one in a while. They had that original, what was it, the Nest, um, or is the Google Home. Yeah, so it was actually the Google Home Mini was the original, the OG, and they had the tower, which is just the Google Home. Yeah, they had the Google Home, but they hadn't updated like that mid-range Kind of yeah, the, in a while. So in a while. They just perfect. had the hub and the mini. Now the Nest Audio comes out, and I think it is really a great one, but I personally would say Echo, because of the constant discounts as well that we're seeing. Yeah, that's true. I think it's <sighs> going to be the one to go on. Well, I don't know. Here's here's some food for thought. Okay. Um, some things I have liked about Google is you can make speaker pairs, right? So you can get two you can Nest do that Audios. With Echo. 
Well, you can create custom pairings. So you can create speaker groups where it's maybe two speakers in one room, or maybe it's three speakers across one floor, or maybe it's all the speakers in your entire house. Yeah, you can do that with Okay. Echo. Okay. All right. Here's this is one. actually, wait, just for context, uh, Stetson is more in the Echo, or more in the Nest Audio area. He has yeah, I, I use all the Google, Google products, yeah. uh, assistant area for his smart home, and I use the Echo devices. But, by the way, uh, for smart home, we're in the same apartment. So it's kind of like splitting up our devices and like <laughs> it's really a mess. It, it honestly hobbles our whole experience because we're trying to keep, you know, a foot in each door and, you know, try out and know what these experiences are like. But it's true. It's true. All right. So the other yeah, thing I good, had good was, uh, you know, you are getting the better qu answers to questions. Uh, but the big thing for me is I've enjoyed saying, uh, you know, because most TVs are Chromecast true. enabled. You can say, hey, play the newest YouTube video from my favorite creator on downstairs TV. Boom. Uh, Google Assistant has got it. So I thought that was like a unique experience. I wasn't sure if Amazon had. Um, I mean, the Fire TV is pretty comparable, and it is enabled I mean, in can a you, lot. Can you throw it on there? Yeah, okay. you can. You can. Yeah, you know. I mean, I think it, I, it's really tough. I, I will admit that I am on the edge of considering switching over to the Google Home ecosystem because of how awesome the Smart Assistant is. It's Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm almost torn here because I think the responses from the Assistant are better but I also think the Echo is actually a better product at this price category. So uh, I don't know. What do you think? I think we should actually give it to the Echo. I think the sound quality and the price is going to be typically a better experience for more people. Um, but you also can't use it with YouTube music. I mean, it just depends what ecosystem you're in. Yeah, this is... Gosh, so, why did we start with such a tough one? Here's what I think we should do for this one. Okay. I think we should move the Echo on because it is the better sound quality at the price point. And we just need to... Yeah, actually, here we go. We're going to do it. Uh, I'm going to ask my Echo here to flip a coin. Okay. And hopefully wow. that skill is enabled if it does it. If it doesn't do it, then we automatically well, move yeah, on. Yeah, I guess the, that answers that question. But uh, I guess we'll say Heads is going to be the Google heads uh, is Nest Google. Audio. Tails is going to be the uh, Amazon Echo. Alexa, flip a coin. Oh, wow. Wow. Shot itself in the foot. That, was, that is, uh, I mean, well, that shows just how unbiased and not listening to every conversation the Amazon Echo. <laughs> Maybe if it was listening, if you hadn't muted it, turn the mic off. Yeah, well, I think that's fine. All right, so Nest Audio moves on. You know, we got to give it to Google this year. They made some huge strides forward. Huge strides, great assistant. Let's move on to the next category, HomePod Mini. Yeah, this is an interesting matchup. HomePod Mini versus a Sonos One. There's a $100 difference here, yeah, too. Yeah, HomePod so. Mini, brand new. Apple finally coming back to reality after the just unrealistically priced and just over-spec'd HomePod. And now introducing the HomePod Mini for $100. Then we have the Sonos One for $200. I think there's a clear winner here. Well, I, do you want to just lay the, the groundwork? Let, I don't what, even think we need groundwork. I what mean, is it? Hit I me. think it's the HomePod Mini. I think it... Interesting. Yeah, I think the Sonos one is great, right? It, you can use Google Assistant or Amazon, uh, the Alexa, so you can put you can use either one. Like, that's really awesome. But I really think spending more than $100 on any single smart home speaker is just a bad decision. I think... I think you're actually kind of interpreting the product a little bit differently. So okay. I'm, I'm going to upfront agree with you. I think we need to move HomePod Mini on. But my reasoning is a little bit different. Right. I originally approached this as audio quality, like Sonos One, significantly Blows better away. Yeah, yeah, infinitely better. If I was going to buy one personally, I would get the Sonos for the better sound. It works with the other assistants and it's great. But as a smart speaker, it's pretty mediocre, to be honest. It's work. It works better more as like a 
Bluetooth or home integrated speaker or home just entertainment system. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like uh, that's whole home audio is kind of where Sonos is coming from. But I think the HomePod Mini is just a more important product for Apple and kind of shows they are in the smart assistant game for the long run. We could see this product discounted in the future. Uh, and I just think it shows a little bit more promise and potential for Apple. It does have some major weaknesses, though. Oh, like, yeah. it's The fact that right now you can only use Apple Music on it natively without using AirPlay, you know, and just sending, you know, your from your phone tapping into Spotify. But that is the, really the awesome thing is you tap your phone or whatever device and it instantly, boom, sends it to that speaker and is playing there, which works pretty smooth in our experience, honestly. So I think, yeah, HomePod Mini is going to be the one that goes on and we'll see it in the next round facing off against Nest Audio. Now, moving on to kind of the more the hubs and some Wi-Fi, we have the Nest Hub and the Nest Hub Max versus the Echo Show 8 and the Echo Show 10. These are... You want to explain what these are for people who don't yeah, know? Yeah, so basically, you're going to take the smart speakers we just talked about, and you're just going to slap like an iPad or an iPad mini on them. And so they give you a screen, you can interact with them, a little bit of touch controls, but they're not really a full tablet experience. You're not getting your full-fledged apps. You're more getting like, uh, more like widgets, I would say, like little dips into apps for information here and there. Maybe it's the weather, upcoming calendar events, reminders, things like that. Um, and you can actually play some video content. So typically, I think YouTube um, and some movies as well from Amazon Prime Video and Netflix and other video platforms as well. So that's kind of what these devices Let's are. Let's be honest, though. So they're basically a way to get recipes when you're cooking in the kitchen and display photos. Yep. Those are great uses. That's pretty much it. I mean, I, I actually had a different use case where uh, with the Nest Hub and Nest Hub Max, you can actually use them as Chromecast devices. Okay. So you could play like your YouTube videos on those devices a little bit better than your phone um, if you don't happen to already, have a tablet. Already propped up. You don't have to yeah, find yeah, something to lean your phone yeah, against Yeah, it's just like counter. right there if you are cooking, that kind of thing. And these integrate very well with the security cameras we'll be talking about very soon. Uh, so yeah, I think personally looking at these, I was actually leaning a little bit more towards the Nest Hub just because it does have the Chromecast support. It will work with a broader selection of music streaming services and it will work with um, Google's other products and it, you have the Google Assistant. So I, I felt for the overall experience, I was liking what Nest Hub had to offer a little bit better. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. However, I do think the Echo Show 10 is a really revolutionary product. It, for people who don't know, it's not actually even out yet. So I guess we don't really know that much about it. But we know what Amazon has said when they released it. And basically, it's a 10-inch screen on this base that can actually rotate around to follow you where you are. So say you're walking around the kitchen and you're, you, know, you want to keep video chatting with someone or you want to uh, watch you know, a movie, it can keep following you as you're moving and then also when you're away from home you can have it periodically scan your house to see if there's any shapes of people in there or you can use the camera as a security camera to look around your house that, those are really great features. so for 250 dollars you're basically getting a, a security, security camera, camera with a tablet with a portal but a better portal and then an amazon echo and the speakers also look a lot better that's true. I think the design show of ten. the show show ten specifically. Yes. All right. If here's my here's my hot take. If we okay. were doing the mini devices, Nest Hub ninety bucks, Echo Show eight eighty bucks. Yeah. I personally would probably go Nest, Nest Hub. Hub. I would too. But I think at the premium level, I think what Amazon's doing with the Show ten, what you just described, 
I think that's pretty game changing, actually. Like, yeah. that's a whole new feature set for this product category, um, and that's really innovative. So I mean, it's a little creepy too, in some ways, but you got to have with every new tech innovation. There's always a bit of creepiness that you got to get everything over. Amazon does a little creepy to some degree. Yeah, like the new Halo band that listens to your tone of voice uh, to see how happy you are and whatnot. Yeah. So I think. I would give Nest Hub the better experience for me personally, but I think the tech product that deserves to move on is the Echo Show 10. Yeah. All right. So let's move on the Echo. Also, it balances it out. We put on the Nest Audio through in the first round in that matchup. Now we're moving the Echo device on in another close matchup. Moving on, we're into the Wi-Fi area now, which is great. You probably, half of our listeners just turned off the podcast as soon as we said Wi-Fi and routers, because oftentimes this is a very boring area. You don't really think about it. It's what your device is just connected to, but it's really essential. It's what connects the smart home. So we decided it had to be in this division. And we have, uh, you know, a returning competitor. Nest is just all throughout this competition. We have the Nest Wi-Fi versus Eros, which may sound different, but it's actually just Amazon's company. So yeah, it's true. This whole whole smart home division is basically just Google versus Amazon. They're, They're the two dominating companies. And I think they do deserve to be here because they are making some of the best products. Now, what's great about the Nest Wi-Fi and the Euro is the mesh network system. That's really the whole point you get these is to kind of blanket more complex house designs or layouts or just larger areas with your Wi-Fi signal. Well, that and also if you have 5 billion you know, smart home devices on your Wi-Fi network, it spreads out how many are connecting to one single router, right? Because one single point. If you yeah. have three different router points, access points set up, you'll have you know maybe... 20 on this one, 20 on that one, 20 on the other, and then they'll be using a different signal to actually send back the internet signal to the main one. So What's really great about these devices, too, is they've made the setup for home Wi-Fi very easy, intuitive. Uh, there is an option to hardwire the router to the extension points if you want to make sure there's a wired backhaul there. Um, but yeah, from from my research and from what I've gleaned from the enthusiastic users on Reddit sharing their... Uh, opinions and use cases. I actually think the Euro implementation is a little bit better here. I think it's providing a little bit better of an experience. It's more reliable. And uh, I think that one, honestly, because one, it's- One thing also, just, just as something that I experienced when my friend who has the Euros has it, I was at her house and all of a sudden I was just walking through a hallway and I looked down, I was like, oh, that's a nice night. Wait, that's not a nightlight. That's an Euro, which has a nightlight built in because you, they know you're going to plug it into the wall. And so they just put a nice little nightlight there on the bottom. So you have a little light uh, in your hallway or wherever. I'm assuming you can also turn that off, but it seemed like a nice extra touch. It's it's a it's a nice extra touch. You know, it's thoughtful design. And I think ultimately for me, the Euro has Wi-Fi 6, which is going to last a little bit longer at this point. And it's almost embarrassing we actually included uh, the Nest Wi-Fi because it is only what was basically Wi-Fi 5. It was AC Wi-Fi. Um, and really the experience was great. I mean, that's kind of what Google's going for. Easy setup, easy activation. Maybe if you have an Airbnb or something like that, and you have a lot of guests, like that could be great. But I think ultimately the the real performer, I think, is the Euro here. So I think that deserves to move on. All right. So Euro Wi-Fi moving on to the next round. We didn't really mention prices with those, but that's because there's a bunch of different price points that you can get into that system. Yeah, it's usually like 160, depending on how many points you need, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So all right, um, yeah. so we're going to be moving on now to the different category, which is more the lighting and uh, appliances and stuff like that. We have first off Philips Hue, which is pretty much synonymous with smart lights, coming up against LifeX, which is the newcomer 
kind of young gun coming in at little cheaper prices. Yeah, what's what's the cost to entry for these? I mean, it really depends what you're going with. Like the one thing right off the bat is Philips Hue has a much broader ecosystem than LifeX. They have everything from, you know, I think they just released, well, they actually, in the next round, they have a, a smart plug. Uh, but they also, you know, have outdoor lighting, have light strips for outdoors, indoors, all different shapes of lighting, even Edison bulbs now. And LifeX is definitely more affordable, like $45 uh, and a bulb will get you started. However, the big difference, I think, between these two systems is Philips Hue is going to be using a separate bridge. So that does yeah. create a little higher barrier to entry for price. But the where the LifeX has only Wi-Fi, if you start building out that system too much, you're really going to slow down your whole system. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, with LifeX, every bulb is an individual unit connected to your home Wi-Fi, and that can really just congest your network right there. Like, that's asking for trouble. Uh, so what's Hue actually doing here? What's their implementation? Hue uses what they call a bridge, which basically plugs into an open Ethernet port on your router and then sends out a separate, I think it's Zigbee signal. Yeah, so they're using Zigbee, yeah. Yeah, which is just you know different uh, different form of wireless communication, basically. And that one will communicate with each bulb, which is really great because you don't have to go about the whole process of like, you know, usually when you're pairing a Wi-Fi smart home device, it's like, all right, turn it on, connect this, you know, to your uh, phone, connect to that Wi-Fi network, then put in the credentials of your actual Wi-Fi network and wait for it to pair. Hope you did it right. Okay, good. Finally, like, it can be a mess, and I've really found that the Philips Hue is just very seamless once you get it set up. I agree with that. I think the other things to consider with smart home lighting is like the physical bulb, how bright it is, how saturated it can get, the build quality, and the available styles and lumens. Um, and I think Philips really shines with their diversity, but ultimately I do think LifeX does have slightly higher quality light bulbs. They do get brighter. They have typically been reported to have uh, richer colors, more saturated colors, um, and in general work reasonably well. But I think to your point, I've also seen some reports that they can be unreliable, not really turning on when people want. Uh, and if your Wi-Fi ever goes out, those bulbs will not work. Whereas the Philips Hue system, because it's using Zigbee, uh, that still, still should be accessible. Yeah, what I think would be a game changer for LifeX is if they could take a page from Aperture's book and kind of do the mesh network where I think Aperture uses Bluetooth, but if they could somehow use some form of wireless communication to basically have one bulb that, or maybe one or two bulbs that connect to the router and then every other bulb just forms a mesh network to connect to those so other bulbs, smarter. that would be really awesome. I think there might actually be a brand or two out there doing that, but because of, yeah, it just, I mean, we should, you know, full honesty, transparency. We are both deep in the field of Philips Hue. Well, not deep, but, we're definitely in the Philips Hue ecosystem and I, I tend to like it and stick with it because of the ease of use. But also because of that, I think that should be our reason why we push it on because it is so good. Yeah, I completely agree. And one little nugget I wanted to add in here, little nugget here. is uh, smart switches, just the switch to turn on and off the lights, right? Like something as basic as that, I actually don't really get with the LifeX because they're using Wi-Fi. So it is a little bit more complicated to implement and it doesn't work as well. So ultimately, that, that smart switches is game changing to getting just, to getting people who don't understand smart homes to use it. Yeah, exactly. Like that's kind of reaching into the old system of switches and saying, ah, this is something you guys understand. Let's give you one of those at least. So now you can use these new things. Exactly. You don't have to use your voice. You can just press a button. And with uh, some of the Philips Hue switches, you can have multiple buttons that trigger different scenes, yeah. different environments. It's really, really nice. 
Gabe, I'm completely with you. I mean, we are like knee deep in this river, but, yeah, but uh, I think it hey, is. The- sorry, we're moving them on. Phillips, you, you're going to the next round. Next up, we're back in the Hue camp again. Jeez, this is looking bad. With the Hue plug versus the Amazon smart plug. Both are $25, though the Amazon smart plug is frequently discounted. The main difference here is the Hue plug, again, connects to that Hue bridge, which is really great. But oh, I was just thinking like hubris, right? <laughs> <laughs> we have a bit too much hubris maybe with our uh, views of the Hue platform. But that's that's for a different day. And then the Amazon smart plug connects to boring old Wi-Fi and is proprietary to the Amazon ecosystem, but does work really well with uh, you know Amazon smart products like the Echo and stuff. And yeah, you actually ordered one. You said it actually ships like ready to go, right? You don't have to like Yeah, that's set it up. something really interesting Amazon's doing with their smart products. Basically, if you have already an Echo in your house and you order another Echo or some other, you know, a Ring doorbell, I think even possibly because that's owned by Amazon, it actually will ship to you with the Wi-Fi credentials put in uh, or flashed onto the device's memory so that as soon as you power it up, it just boom, can looks for your network and connects and is really seamless. Like it's a little scary. Uh, until I figured out how they were actually, you know, doing it because you'd actually put it in. But I was, I thought they were just like, how are they, how are they doing this? Do it's like know? magic. I think we picked out basically the two best smart plugs, but I'm honestly having a hard time picking a, picking Let's a winner Let's just also here. mention, yeah, if you're looking for smart plugs, there's so many brands. There's Wemo, Wise, there's TP-Link. There's some other cheap ones. I mean, sometimes, to some degree, I think you do get what you pay for, where I've seen the, the cheaper ones can sometimes break. And because they're typically using Wi-Fi, uh, the connection is not as great. If the Wi-Fi signal doesn't reach a location, it could be weaker. And you are just congesting your Wi-Fi network with more devices again. I think yeah. if I was to pick one, I think my preference is the Hue because it will work with not only the Alexa smart speaker, but also with Google Assistant. Uh, you can schedule and HomeKit, it. And, right? And yeah, and HomeKit. It works with HomeKit, which is great. And um, yeah, scheduling, automations, I think I think it's just an overall better product, but you do have to be in that Hue ecosystem. Uh, Gabe, yeah. what are you, what are you thinking here? I'm thinking I'm actually gonna bring in what there's a wild card coming in here. Yeah, we have Wemo. Whoa! I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing Wemo in. I know I have trashed them on previous episodes, but I just rediscovered my Wemo uh, smart plugs and I brought them in, and they are pretty great. And the app has definitely gotten better. Definitely, there are some glitches because it's, again, that connecting to Wi-Fi to Wi-Fi, you know, switching in between and stuff. But for, you know, usually smart plugs are people's first entry kind of into the smart home ecosystem besides the smart assistant. And because the Wemo works on everyone, you know, HomeKit, Google Assistant, Alexa, and because it doesn't require a hub like a Philips Hue, it doesn't lock you into any ecosystem. So... I think Wemo is going to get moved on to the next round. Wow, that was a surprise wild card. Sorry, I, I love it. Let's keep going. It up. All right, so Wemo's going on to the next round. Going to face Philips Hue. Now we're into uh, some other areas. We got rings. We got Nest doorbell. So I guess this is this is kind of like security cameras, I guess. But really, the more smart home security cameras that are new age. The Ring Video Doorbell Three versus the Nest Hello Video Doorbell. What Hello, are these uh, going doorbell. for? Uh, these are going for $200 for the Ring Video Doorbell 3, and the Nest Hello Doorbell goes for, I think, was that $230? Yeah, $230. Yeah. And both are actually on sale right now, so you can pick up the Ring for $140 and the Hello Doorbell for $180. Uh, this is actually really interesting to take a look at. So these definitely are two of the best home uh, security camera doorbell integrations that are available right now. 
but there are some really big considerations and differences between them. I think the first one people are considering are the subscription services, right? Like how much extra do you have to pay? Do you have to get the features? And one big win for the ring system is you don't actually need to pay a subscription. Yes, paying a subscription does give you some added benefits and it's only three bucks a month for, I can't remember what they called it, but it's like their standard subscription. Was it basic? Excuse me, it's basic, three bucks a month, 60 day video history, video saving and sharing, snapshot capture and rich notifications. And then there's a $6 plus subscription, which really just adds what Ring calls quote unquote professional monitoring. So I think it's reasonably affordable and it does offer some good features, but the big problem I was seeing online was that Ring doorbells only record video when they register motion. So you're only getting certain video clips. Whereas with Nest, you do have to pay a subscription and it is more expensive starting at $6 a month uh, but if you get the Nest Aware Plus, which is actually $12 a month, you get 24-7 video history for up to 10 days. That means you get full access to everything that happened. Your camera literally won't miss a beat. And in my opinion, when you're paying for home security, you know, getting that extra footage uh, will pay for itself basically because you don't, like the 25% of time ring could miss the moment. Someone breaks into your car, like it doesn't quite register that motion uh, i think nestaware is going to be there and i i think that is the better product yeah now just to mention there is some ring doorbells that do have that three second advance recording and sure. i know they haven't updated their pro, pro doorbell in a while so i'm guessing once that gets updated we'll see even some better features but i do agree in general that the nest hello video doorbell probably is better also just video quality and audio quality alone it's a better uh, image. It's actually a higher resolution, better dynamic range, and that's key. And I think, did you mention the uh, sensing the people? No, I didn't mention that. Yeah, this is a big thing, too, with the Ring Video Doorbell not as good, and I'm not even sure if it does have uh, human sensing abilities. Uh, so you could just get false notifications when it's a squirrel. Like, we have a lot of squirrels by our door, and so <laughs> we, we'd get notifications constantly if we had this. If we had the Nest Hello Doorbell, or Hello Video Doorbell, sorry, geez, names are so long. Uh, you would only really get notifications if it was a person. And also, it can actually recognize faces. So it could literally tell you, oh, so in Stetson's home, I could get a notification and be like, oh, cool, I don't have to go look at that video footage. But if it says random person is here, maybe I should look at that because it could be someone, uh, either delivery guy or not so good someone. And pulling in the home products we already talked about, the Nest Hub and Nest Hub Max, you can actually pull up your video feed on those devices and it typically works reasonably quickly, whereas some reviewers are saying the ring is a little bit slow to pull up video feeds on the Echo shows. Uh, and finally, I actually saw an electrician sharing on Reddit that uh, just the install perspective, the installation of the ring product is, or excuse me, of the Hello doorbell is much easier and it works like 99% of the time. Whereas with the ring products, uh, sometimes they need additional components. They have to reach out to Amazon. Yeah, I tried to get our um, my parents a Ring video doorbell and had it installed, and it something was not working because it was an you know an older house. It just like the power might not have been enough, or I don't know what it was. But the electrician who installed it didn't know enough about it, maybe, and it just was left our doorbell just the doorbell just ringing constantly. And I was like, that's probably not an improvement over the you know the dumb doorbell that they had. So that's now sitting just in a corner uninstalled. Oh no! Dust. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, I I think that personal story is uh, just there shows you. I mean, what Google's doing with facial recognition, with 
HDR with a wider four by three aspect ratio to really show you the full person, the shot. Yeah. I think their product deserves to move Which on. Which is weird because Ring is really the one that everyone knows, but Google has come come from behind here uh, with Nest and brought in a better video doorbell. So they're going on. Final showdown here in the first round of competition. We have the Nest Learning Thermostat. Gosh, this, you know, the first smartphone division was very uh, Apple heavy. This one is definitely very Google and Nest heavy. Uh, but we have the Nest Learning Thermostat anyways. It goes for $250 versus the Ecobee Smart Thermostat also goes for $250. Yeah, I mean, looking at these, we actually have an Ecobee. I think it's the... I think it's the three light. Yeah, it actually might be four, okay. to be honest with you. But yeah, um, I've been very pleased with the system. It integrates well with Google Home. And I think it... Does it work with Alexa? Or- yeah, it works with Amazon Echo. Works also with HomeKit. So really just... It's been great. It's been super yeah. easy. Uh, the one perk of Nest is that it can, they say, learn your temperature well, preferences. Well, hold on. Okay. Um, I, oh, actually, hold, it doesn't say that. But uh, the Ecobee can also do this too. It's okay. it's not as good as the Nest. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Nest is so proud of it. They put learning thermostat right in the name of the product. So clearly know what it is. You know, they're not going to get around saying, oh, we didn't advertise that because it's right in the name of the product. So yeah, that is one of the big features of Nest. I think the other thing really, though, this comes down to is kind of preference of what shape would you rather look at on the wall? <laughs> I guess that's true. I mean, the Nest is more beautiful, in my opinion, but I think the added functionality of the Ecobee is actually uh, really great. So you can get additional thermostats uh, or thermometers, excuse me, to put in the specific rooms you want the Ecobee to measure the temperature from. And the Ecobee can actually average out the temperatures it's reading from these different thermostats well and also detect your activity to know if you're in that room that's also really smart focus on that room exactly exactly whereas with nest the learning thermostat you can only pair it with one thermometer and that's basically it you can only put it in one room so i don't know i think from a thermostat perspective and performance i actually think ecobee is delivering a better value for your dollar here and giving you a really great experience. So if I was to pick one, I would actually go with the Ecobee in this scenario. And yeah, that I, one I on. think so too. But again, you know, considering all the smart home stuff, if you have, you know, if you're in the Nest ecosystem, it might be a better choice to go with the Nest Learning Thermostat. Though we think overall, Ecobee going on to the next round. All right. So now we have weaned it down from eight to, or some 16 to eight. Sorry, we had that surprise little Wemo jumping in. Let's go back up to the top. And back to the smart assistants now, we have Nest Audio versus HomePod Mini, both going for $100. HomePod Mini really kind of more in the audio class of the Mini and the Dot, uh, but punching definitely above those, but with the price tag of the you know more premium Nest Audio and the Echo. I think that right there is kind of the problem. So with Nest Audio, for the same $100, you're getting a better speaker, and you're getting a way better assistant. So I think that just deserves to go on yeah, right there. I, I don't think we need much more competition. I mean, I can't wait to see what Apple does going forward because if they could do this with the HomePod mini, imagine what they could do with a new HomePod as long as they don't overprice it, you know, and go 400 bucks again or whatever the original HomePod was. So if HomePod mini was 50 bucks, I think they would sell probably twice as many. I'd even 75 or something like that, 70 bucks, I think. But yeah, that's. I think it's got to go to Nest Audio here. Moving on, next showdown, we have, oh, the Echo Show 8. Well, mainly the Echo Show 10, I guess, here, versus the Eero Wi-Fi. 
router system. Yeah, I think we should just go Echo Show 10. Way cooler, way well, more. Both unique. are Amazon, though, interestingly. Yeah, that is interesting. So I do agree as well, though. I think we got to go, you know, that smart screen assistant going on to the next round. Uh, going to have a real big showdown there again versus Google and Amazon. Now we're going to lights and kind of that ambiance control. Let's dim the lights for this one. Actually, bring them up. Brightness. We have the Philips Hue versus the Wemo Surprise wildcard coming in. And I think, you know, I, I mainly did that wildcard so we didn't have Philips Hue versus Philips Hue. Because, I mean, either, but either way, it's going to be Philips Hue, I think. It's going to be the Philips Hue. Round. The experience is phenomenal. You can get your lights gradually waking you up in the morning. You can have them, you know, migrate throughout the day and follow the color temperature that they should be. Uh, the integration is incredible. And lately, Philips has been moving into the entertainment space. So you can splash color behind your TV. It just, it looks really sweet. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But. Whoa, what big was butt. that? The butt isn't a big enough butt to actually cause Wemo to go on to the next round. But it is just a bit of a, you know, here's a little aside that I think Philips Hue is kind of resting on their laurels a little bit. They're very overpriced. They're very much like the Apple, but except for they're not as innovative and they're not as, I guess, I don't know. It just seems like technically if there are better tech products out there from a, just a tech specs standpoint and price to uh, performance, but what you're getting uh, with Philips Hue, like oftentimes what you get with Apple or you know other brands that like Tesla, is you're getting that whole ecosystem, the experience, the brand name, and yeah, that's why it's going on to the next round. 100%. I definitely think Philips Hue could rethink and revamp their mobile application. I mean, there's so much potential there. Well, they did introduce the Wiz, which was interesting, right? That was their cheaper. Yeah, so actually, that's a kind of a good point. Lights. The new Philips Hue bulbs actually ship with Bluetooth, so you don't need a hub to get started, but you just sacrifice a lot of the experience. So, but it's a very cool, very interesting uh, way to get people into the ecosystem, and it shows that they are kind of considering it. So, yeah, yeah. Philips Hue goes on to the next round. Final one here, we have the Nest Hello Video Doorbell versus the EcoBee Smart Thermostat with voice control. I think what, yeah we didn't we didn't even mention that for one the new smart thermostat does have voice control from Ecobee, but I, I'm you know everyone has smart thermos uh, assistants anyway. That's, yeah, so that's what the assistants are if for. If anything, because it has the voice control, it actually doesn't recognize or have the ability. You know, usually if you have two you know what Google Minis or Echoes in the same room and you say Alexa, the one that's closer will pick it up. This thermostat doesn't actually have that ability, so. That would be annoying. Oh, yeah, getting double responses exactly. when you're looking for a simple answer to a simple question. Yeah, I think here, honestly, I think what Google's doing with Nest Hello Video Doorbell, the facial recognition, the HDR, and honestly, just how much it adds to your life, like your security, you get notified whenever you get a package. Yeah, it's usually rep not replacing something you already have and know how to do, but actually adding a new product, whereas a smart thermostat just in general is most people are kind of hesitant to that. I know a lot of, you know, people who have grown up on older, my parents, you know, older uncles, grandparents, they just want to be able to go to the wall and turn it to what they want it to. They want that physical control and anything smart touching. Oh, gosh, it's 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 like when you're a younger kid and you go touch the thermostat and they're like, did you touch the thermostat? Like they don't want some AI robot controlling the thermostat. No, they'd rather be able to just do it themselves. So I think because of that, smart thermostats are a bit at a disadvantage and the Nest uh, Hello Video Doorbell is going to go on. I agree. I agree. All right. This is coming out. Oh, to boy. Our We're down to four products now. Time to break for our sponsor. No, we don't have any sponsors <laughs> here. 
We're happy to provide an ad-free listening experience. Exactly. But you can subscribe on our Patreon and get, you know, bonus episodes, potentially bloopers, behind the scenes. I don't know. Just ask us what you want on our Patreon too, and we might be able to give that to you as we're open to ideas. So that is our, I guess we did have a little bit of an ad for our Patreon, but anyways, moving on now, we have final four here in this smart home division. We have the Nest Audio Echo Show 8, Philips Hue, Nest Hello Video Doorbell. So two Google products, an Amazon, and a Philips product. Taking it from the top here, Nest Audio versus Echo Show 8 slash Echo Show 10. I think as we move on, these battles get more difficult because the products are in different categories. Yeah, it's comparing apples to oranges. So, But not even. It's more like comparing apples to a potato. <laughs> yeah, Actually, those are almost sim- more similar. They call uh, potatoes pomme de terre. Apples of the earth in French. Oh, well, maybe they're the same. Maybe these a, products are the same. Yeah. I guess what I love well, about... Well, they somewhat are the same. They're Yeah, they're, they're very much the same. I mean, basically, the Echo Show 10 is a speaker with a display, and the Nest Audio is just the speaker. Uh, what I love about Nest is obviously Google Assistant, audio quality, and the features it offers. And what I like about the Echo Show 10 is uh, just the cool new tech they're doing. Um, I don't know, Gabe, what's what's your take here? What how do you feel? I like- think this is really a tough one. I think we kind of gotta go to which is gonna be remembered more, maybe, and which is really the more standout product. I mean, I've really been an advocate of the Jest Audio assist assistance. You know, that's the real that's the better experience. That's what you want. That you is have a screen experience. constantly in front of your face, anyways, when you have your smartphone or your iPad or your computer, or literally everything has a screen on it. So the ability to just communicate quickly what you want and get it done and then not get pulled into, oh, what is that notification there, is really nice. Big U-turn here. However, I do think that the Echo Show 10, granted, this product isn't even out now. Should it really be in this category? Yeah, if you, you know, can't buy it for this holiday season, that's almost that like the a... best of tech? Then you can't even get it. So maybe that, you know, I think that w- it would win. But I think because it's not out yet... I think we got to give it the Nest Audio. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that assessment. And I think, honestly, the possibly the original Echo should be here instead of the Nest Audio. But, you know, we saw it, how, it we saw how you know, nice the Alexa was with sending on competitors. So, Nest Audio, you're going on to the final round here. All right, here we go. Last semifinal, we have Philips Hue versus the Nest Hello video doorbell. Do I need to really recap what these are? No, you do not. Do I? Well, do we need to take a time to? <laughs> we have to kind of assess. I mean, they're so different. Uh, do we do like improvement to quality of life? Do we do most useful to most people? Uh, which one would you rather have? Most innovative? I mean, to me, I think Philips Hue kind of started it all for the personalized smart home lighting, in my opinion. And I've gotten so much joy and delight out of using my lights. I think they really do help create. Uh, these amazing atmospheres at home that you wouldn't necessarily realize, but they do kind of impact your mood. They they do a lot of great things. So I love that. But I also think you know after having a couple of items actually robbed off of off right of off our, our front porch, off of our front porch, I think the quality that the Nest Hello Video Doorbell would have delivered would have actually been really helpful in those scenarios, um, especially with the 10 day footage because I think we realized. Uh, typically within almost a couple days of the incident. So then... Yeah, usually it's not... You know, you're realizing pretty soon after that, oh, hey, something's wrong. Something's missing. So I think 10 days is perfect. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just... 
that product really would have helped us out. And the video quality we got from our current cameras just wasn't enough to really do anything. I think with honest. this one, we got to go kind of like go back to when we were kids and just smashing products. You know, like when you were taking the action figures and like and smashing them together to like, oh, and you win. And I think if we do that here, you know, if I have the Nest, here's the Nest Hello Video doorbell in my hand here. And here's the Philips Hue bulb. If I go, oh, no, it shattered. Oh, gosh. Philips Hue bulb. Oh, be careful. I don't want to cut myself. But the Philips Hue bulb just shattered completely. So I think the Nest Hello Video doorbell is going to go on. Sure. It's, it's a newer. It's kind of a newer product, honestly. Yeah, you're going to clean up all that glass, right? Yeah, be, yeah, be careful. Don't okay. step on it. We don't have shoes on, so be careful. We'll get that in the end anyway. So, yeah, let's leave the glass there. And now, without further ado, the final showdown in our smart home, smart home division uh, is going to be the Nest Hello Video Doorbell versus the Nest Audio. Gosh, I didn't see this coming. I kind of wish I hadn't broken the Philips Hue bulb, but it's an all-Nest showdown. Which do you think wins? Does it even really matter? Google, you should sponsor Google this. Google wins. <laughs> yeah, Google wins in the end. Here's here's what I'll say. I think... I think the best product of this category is actually I'm gonna say the Nest Audio. I think, uh, I think the joy of listening to your music on a device that can deliver responses, add items to your grocery list, and um, tell you bedtime stories and, and jokes here and there. I think that's gonna be the smart home device of the year. I think a lot of people are gonna love it. And um, yeah, I yeah. kind of agree. I think you know the Nest Audio. Granted, Echo might have had better audio quality. I'm still hung up on this, sorry, because I am in the Echo camp. Yeah, no, I, I, right? I respect. I Echo, mean, they're great products. Yeah, I think like the Echo definitely does have some things that are better. But overall, I mean, really, the Nest Audio is winning this, but it's really just smart speakers in general kind of are the ones that should be winning. And, it, you know, the other stuff didn't really stand a chance because the smart speakers are the entry point into the smart home ecosystem. You know, I think it's 57% of all the people who are in the smart home ecosystem only have one smart home product and that is a smart assistant and they don't have anything else. So it has to be a smart speaker, which wins. And I think the Nest Audio is really the standout one this year. So Nest Audio, congratulations. You won it. You're going on to our final showdown uh, bonus episode that we're going to have after we go through the entertainment division. And yeah, that that's going to be that's going to be pretty awesome. I mean, can we say what other products are there? or oh, Should we make them listen? I think at this point we should probably... I, I think you already know. Yeah, it will be the Skydio 2 from our last episode, the cameras and drones, and the iPhone Mini 12 or iPhone, iPhone 12, 12 Mini. Gabe, you said that and we're like, wait, that sounded so wrong. Why does yeah. my mouth taste bad? Yeah, that was, that was not right. But yeah, you know that's the showdown that we're going to be having. And then we're going to find out next week also what is that final product coming from the entertainment category, which is... I'm still trying to figure out what exactly it's going to include. It's obviously gaming. Yeah, you know, so smart like TVs, streaming. I think, I don't know. We'll see what else is in there. You're going to have to tune in to find out. But that is it for today. Congratulations, Google and the Nest Audio. You did it. You made it all the way. Maybe I should be switching. And maybe we should actually get one of these. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> possibly. Either way, that's going to be it for this episode. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with a friend. Either way, that's going to be it. I'm Stetson. I'm Gabe. And we look forward to talking to you in the next episode.